and is useful to teach us, teach us what is true and to make us realise what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do right. God uses it to prepare and equal his people to do every good work. I'll be reading from Psalm 119, verses 9 to 16. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. I'll be reading from Luke 24, verse 27 to 32. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time they were near Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, Stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognised him and at that moment he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't your hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? Thank you. Thank you. That's great. It's never easy to read in front of a big group of people. So thank you for that, girls. Um, just before we start looking at some of those passages, a couple of announcements. Um, reminder that Hot Topics box, these little slips are on there. If you want, uh, in August, we're going to be preaching through uh, sort of the things that you would want us to preach on. We're sort of gathering those. There's a box on the table as you leave. If you want something that you would like, um, some preaching to cover, fill out the Hot Topics book uh, uh, slip and put it in the box. Uh, just a reminder, there is a state youth service tonight for our youth in uh, Casey tonight. So if you want to be part of that, speak to Joel or one of your youth leaders. And also um, a reminder that Andrew is heading off on Friday uh, with another team to Uganda. Uh, Rob and Em and their family are going, uh, as well as some people from Queensland and New South Wales. Um, so we want to uh, pray for them as they head off and uh, do another Hope Builders trip. So we might just do that now and then we'll pray for us as we... So let's pray. Lord and God, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you choose to, u- to use us uh, to have your kingdom come here in uh, Scoresby, but as well as throughout the world. So we want to pray for Andrew uh, and the team as they head off on Friday uh, to go to Uganda. We pray that you will watch over them and bless them and that you will keep them uh, in your care. We pray that you would be working out things for them to do and people to meet and that uh, there will be a great time of seeing you at work uh, as they serve together. So we pray your blessing. Lord, we pray too for the uh, ongoing work in Rwanda and the people heading off there as well. And we just pray uh, your blessing over the Empower uh, program and its work. Lord, now as we uh, think about your Bible and we talk about that together, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would give us understanding about it 
so that we could know you more and we can know more about us as well. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys. It's been uh, great to have our children uh, lead us in our service this morning. Um, We have, as a church, been looking at what Jesus says. Jesus says. Uh, We've been looking at different things over the last sort of few uh, months. But in Turbo Kids and a little bit in Kinder Church as well, uh, they've been looking a bit at the Bible. And so I've gone that Jesus says, know the book. What book is he talking about? Bible, yeah. So he says, know the Bible. And so if in each of those three passages that the girls read, in Psalms, the writer in the Psalms is saying, know the book. The writer in uh, Luke was saying, Jesus told his disciples to know the book. And uh, Paul, when he writes a letter to Timothy later on, says, uh, I want you to know the book. And so I know in Turbo Kids, you've been uh, looking at the Bible and then it's an amazing book that's written by God uh, through people. And he has given it to us so that we can actually uh, read it. We know that the Bible is actually, is it one book? No, I think I've heard that you've been saying that the, the Bible's actually almost a bit like a mini library. It's got lots of books in it. And some of those books are written differently and are written in different ways. Can anyone remember any of the different ways they've been written? You might be able to see some up there. Ooh. Can anyone remember? There's some law books, there's history, there's poetry. So it's not all written the same, but it's written a bit different. So we're going to have a look at a bit of that this, this morning. But before we do, we're going to do a bit of a, some questions about the Bible. And we might need some sort of adult help for this as well. And we'll have sort of see, see if we can uh, work this out together. Okay. How many books are in the Bible. How many books are in the Bible? Yep. 66 is exactly right. That's a good answer, James. Well done. Oh, now see if we can work this out. How many are in the Old Testament and how many are in the New Testament? Does anyone know that one? Yep. Oh, that's really close in the New Testament. Yeah. Oh, not so close. It's very much closer to the 25. No. A little bit closer. 27. So we've got 27 books in the New Testament, which leaves how many for the Old Testament? Oh, I think that... Oh, 39, close. So 39, so it's lots of books, isn't there? And some in the New Testament, some in the Old Testament. Okay, here's a question. What is the biggest book in the Bible? What is the longest book in the Bible? Yep, Psalms, it is. You can see that there. It sort of takes up a big chunk there. Uh, okay, here's a question that we don't, I, I had to think about this one. What is the shortest book in the Bible? Oh. Looking out to any adult help here. Shortest book in the Bible. Oh, it's actually two John. Yeah. I, was, I didn't know that either. It only came off Google. So, 
2 John is apparently, I think they're going measuring by words uh, on that one. Okay. Here we go. Let's see if we can get the closest on this one. And sorry, I didn't bring any prizes today, so it's just the glory of knowing the answer. <laughs> it's not great, is it? <laughs> okay. How many chapters, you know, the Bible's broken up into chapters. How many chapters do you think there are in the whole Bible? Ooh, and I'll give you to the closest hundred. Okay, the closest hundred. What do you reckon? Some, yep. Oh, there's more than 120. I'll just let you know it's in the thousands. Okay, so yep. Oh, 1,050 close. It's a bit higher than that. 4,090, it's even a bit higher than that. Sorry? 2,000, it's lower than 2,000. We're very close. Yep. Oh, no, it's a little bit, yeah, at the back. 5,000, woo! That would be a big book. It's not quite that big, but good answer. Yep. Want to have a go? 1,200, exactly right. Well... That's to the nearest hundred. There's 1,189 chapters in the Bible. So, well done for that. Okay, here we go. What chapter, what chapter do you find? What's the middle chapter of that 1,189? What's the one that's right in the middle? Does anyone know? It's also something special about this chapter. It's the shortest chapter in the Bible. Oh, no, close. Oh, it's not quite, no, no, it's not Moses. Psalm 119, I heard there. Oh, no, it's not Noah either. Psalm 117. But Psalm 119 is what? What's special about Psalm 119? Can anyone? I heard it over here from the youth. <laughs> Young people. Oh, sorry, it wasn't. <laughs> they, yo, it was apparently. <laughs> Young people at heart. 119, so Psalm 117 is the shortest chapter, 119 is the biggest chapter, right in the middle. Okay, this is going to test you. To the nearest thousand, how many verses are there in the whole Bible? How many verses are there in the Bible? So we can go for an adult, anyone give, want to give it a, come on, someone's got to start us off. John. Uh, that's low. That's low. 20,000 is more than 20,000. It's more than 30,000. More than... <laughs> no, it's only just a little bit more than 30,000. Yep. Come on. 30,000. 500. No, there's 31,173 verses in the Bible. 31,173. Okay, last one. You know where I'm going to go now. How many words are there in the Bible? Okay, James, give it a go. It's got to be more than 31,000. Five million. That is a good guess, but it's less than that. Less than that. It's less than a million. Here we go. Yep, just saw it. Oh, it's more than 109,000. Oh, it's less than a million. 91,000, it's more than that. Ooh, any adults want to have a guess? 
Three, it's more than 325,000. It's more, almost double that. Ooh, a bit less than that. I'll, I'll let you know because I know you're in suspense. There is 757,000 words. That's in the ESV translation. There's less in the NIV. And, okay, so here's a question. What, what language was the Bible originally written in? Ooh, what language was it originally written in? Oh, it's not Egyptian. Good answer. Good guess. Yep. Hebrew is one. one yep. And Greek. That's right. Hebrew and Greek. And there actually is a little bit of Arabic as well. But we're going Hebrew and Greek. How many words are there in the original Greek and Hebrew, do you reckon? Yeah. Come on. You should have been studying this this week at Turbos. There. There's less than that. There's 545,202 Greek and Hebrew words in the Bible. There's lots of them, isn't it? It's a big, big book with lots of words and lots of chapters. Okay, how many, how many Bibles do you reckon are printed every year in the world? How many Bibles do you reckon are put out there in the world every year? Yeah, at the back. Oh, it's more than 6,000. We're measuring in millions now, okay? Yep. More than two million. Five million, much more than five million. Go on, have a big guess. Oh, that's not even big enough. Yep. Two thousand million. That's a bit, bit better. No, it's a bit hard to tell, but some of the estimates from Google that I'll search, they reckon there's about a hundred million Bibles are printed each year and circulated around the world. Yep. Infinity Bible, that would be infinity words, wouldn't it? So 100, how many words in 100 million Bibles? Can someone work that out? No, that's, <laughs> that's a lot. So there's 111, oh, sorry, 100 million Bibles each year uh, get spread around uh, the world. That's pretty good, isn't it? Okay, where are we on my list? Uh, we sort of got through that. Okay, in Kinder Church and in Turbo, uh, sorry, sorry, in Kinder Church, you'd be going through the storybook of the Bible as well, um, and that's that's something that helps. So, if we go to the next slide, when the Bible is so big and it's got lots of chapters and books and stuff like that, I find that it's really helpful to know a big what is the what is the Bible all about. What is the Bible all about? Yeah, if you have a guess, I said, Jesus. That is a great answer. It is actually all about Jesus. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But if I was to say the story of the Bible, we've, we've been doing this in conversations about God at Cabell, uh, after Cabell. We've been looking at, and we've been looking at the story of God, and we've broken it up into four parts. And they're these big words that end in shun if you know Colin Buchanan. So we've got creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. They're big words, aren't they? What do they mean? They're, they're, they're answering these questions here. Where did we come from? What went wrong with the world? How can it be made right again? And where are we going? 
And I think it's sort of summed up in this little sentence at the end for me a little bit that you guys can't see that, can you? Um, there is a loving God who is saving his family. So God made the world. If you remember back at creation, he's going to restore the world when Jesus comes back again. And in between, there's this story that God is saving his family. He loves people. And the way that he's doing that is what Isaac told us, is by sending Jesus to be the one that would save his people and, and allow us to be in the heaven, new heavens and the new earth at the end. Okay, that's good. Now, those three, three oh, they're all sitting together lovely here. These three girls that read so beautifully. We're just going to have a look at each one of the bits that they read. If we go to the next slide. Psalm 119. Okay, what's special about this psalm? Can anyone remember? Yep. It's the biggest psalm. It's got 100 and, I don't know actually how many. Someone has to tell me. Many verses, 150 odd I think. Um, what is psalm? What is psalm? What sort of writing is psalms? You've talked, maybe, can anyone from Turbo Kids remember what's, it's poetry, that's right, so it's poetry, so it's got lots of, the way I remember poetry is it's word pictures, it's a bit like this, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet, is the Bible a lamp? If you're a dark at night and you hold the Bible, does it shine? Is that what he's talking about? No, he said the Bible is like, isn't it? This is poetry. He's saying it's like, it's a word picture. It's like when you're in the dark and the light switch goes on and you can see things. So when we read the Bible and we understand what it's about, we can actually, ah, that's what it means to be a person on the world, in the world. That's what it means to see God. That's what it means for me to live. So it's like, so poetry is a lot like that. It's word pictures. Uh, what else is this? It's poetry, but it's also something else. There's a bit of a symbol in the middle. What's that symbol in the middle? Yep. Music. So what is Psalm 119? What are the Psalms? Yep. Anyone? It's, yeah, what do you do with music? You've got words and music. What do they make? A song. That's right. Words. So Psalms, all the Psalms... A poetry, but they're songs, words and songs together. So these were songs that the Israelites sang. We still sing uh, many of them now. So what's Psalm 119 all about? Does anyone know what it's? The whole chapter is about something. Yep. Oh, it's not so much about Jesus. Sorry. It's all. Yeah, it's a song about something. What's the song about? When you read it out, uh, who read the psalm? Piper read the psalm. She used words like commands, decrees, statutes, precepts. Oy, 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 what is that? All those things are words. They're laws. They actually tell us. So this whole chapter of Psalm 119 is about the Word of God. It's about the book. The whole chapter is about this book of God, and it's written in a very special way. Can anyone see this? It's a bit fuzzy. It's written in Hebrew, and there's something special about Psalm 119 because it's an acrostic psalm. You know what that means? <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
Now, acrostic psalm means that every part, every, it's broken up into sections and every section starts with the, the same letter. And if you look through Psalm 119, you go home, you get your Bibles out, you have a look at Psalm 119 and it's got the whole Hebrew alphabet broken up. And it's saying God's Word covers all the alphabet, it covers everything. And it's a poem about how God's Word covers everything. And the reason it was written like this, so the people when they first had the Psalms, did they used to go to their bedrooms, pull their Bible off the shelf and have a read? Back in the Israelites, did they used to do that? Why couldn't they do that? Why couldn't they just go to their bedroom, pick their Bible off the shelf and start reading it? Off the back, someone's got their hand up. The Bible wasn't yet written back then. So how did they remember it? Yep. Scrolls, yeah, that, actually that's right. They were starting to write down scrolls, but there wasn't many of them. So how did the people remember it? Yep. They started singing it or they just had to memorize it. And often the Hebrew poetry is written in a way that it's repetitive. If you read through the Old Testament, lots of it's repeated. And that was actually to help people remember God's word so that they would keep God's word not just in their minds but in their hearts as well. Psalm 119, it's poetry, it's a song. Uh, the Psalms were written probably by, uh, they actually don't know who wrote Psalm 119. Mm. Okay, see if you can have a guess who else wrote Psalms. Who else might have written Psalms? Yep. David. King David, he wrote Psalms because he was a songwriter. Anyone else? Someone said it before. Yep. Oh, Paul. No, he didn't quite write Psalms, but he did write some songs, I think. Um, we've got. David wrote most of them, Moses wrote a couple, and uh, well, Solomon wrote a couple as well. So, Anyway, go on to the next slide. We're going to look at this passage. Uh, who read this passage? It was Sarah, wasn't it? The, the Luke one? Oh no, it was Eliana. So in Luke, what sort of writing is Luke? Okay, see if we can remember. What sort of writing is Luke? Sorry? Does anyone know? It was what, sometimes it's called the Gospels. So it's a story about who? Come on, this is an easy one. Who's the Gospels about? Yeah. Jesus, that's right. The Gospels are all about Jesus and it records Jesus' life. And Luke, who was Luke? Does anyone know who Luke was? Who wrote this? Yep. He was a doctor, yes, but who was he also? He was also one of Jesus' disciples. So he saw Jesus, he was around Jesus, he saw what was happening and he wrote it down for someone so that um, it was a man called Theophilus actually. He wrote it all down, all the stuff about Jesus, all the stories about Jesus, he wrote into his book um, and also Matthew did it, um, Mark did it, Luke did it, we just said, and John. And so those are the four Gospels. What does the word Gospel mean? This is a good one to know. Gospel... Or oh, it's not slave. Yep. Yeah, I forget too. Do you know? Good news. Excellent. That's what it means. The gospel means good news. And so Luke wrote this because it's good news about Jesus. 
And in one of these stories that Eliana read with us, Jesus was walking with his disciples, two of them, and he said this, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained, or expounded, which means explained to them the scriptures. Oh, I haven't explained that word, the scriptures. What's the scriptures? What is it? It's the Bible. That's right. It's another word for the Bible. Script means to write. It actually actually means paper. Oh, no, oh, I get them mixed up. Scripture is writing words. Bible is from the Greek word paper. So you sort of get these things. It's words written on paper. And he tells them, and what are they all about? All of these, right, these books of the Bible, it's like what Isaac told us. They're all about Jesus. And so he start, Jesus said, this book that you've got, the Old Testament, it's all about me. And he started to explain to them that you really got to know this book You got because you've got to know about me. You need to know who I am. And who was Jesus? What was Jesus' name? God. He was God. Excellent. We often say Jesus something. Or Emmanuel. Yeah, that's very good. God with us. Yep. Je- yeah, he's the saviour what? There's another word, um, Jesus... Jesus Christ. And what does the word Christ mean? It means king. That Jesus is the saviour king. He's, someone said the Messiah. So he is the king that's going to come and save God's people. And he's saying all the book is about this. You've got to know this book because I'm the one who's going to be your king and I'm the one who's going to save you. So there, and then the last passage, we'll go to the slide. So it's all about Jesus. We go to the last slide of the last passage. So this was written, oh, who, who uh, Sarah wrote, wrote this one. I wrote it. No, you didn't write it. You read it. Who wrote it? Does anyone know who wrote this? It's a letter. Oh, I was supposed to say, what sort of writing is it? What sort of writing is it? Yep, it's a letter. And someone wrote a letter to who? Where was it from again, Sarah? Where was your passage from? Can you remember? To Timothy, that's right. So it was written to Timothy. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good joke. Um, It was written to Timothy by Paul. And here he says, he says, the scriptures again, the holy scriptures, which is the book, the words written on paper, the Bible. And he says, these are good for you to know about salvation, which means how to be saved. It also knows, it becomes... uh, Words that are breathed by God. So remember the Bible's written by God through people, as he, by his Holy Spirit, as people wrote it. And it says that this book, this Bible, these words are good for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. And when we read the Psalms, it was saying, knowing us for how to live. So this book is a guidebook on how to live in the world. And it's words from God. And it's all about Jesus. So all of these three different parts of the Bible are reminding us that what Jesus said, you've got to know this book so that you can know me. And if you know me, then you'll know my Father and you'll know God. Because I've come as your Saviour King so that you can be with me in heaven forever. Okay, flick to the last couple of slides. Here we go. I want us to remember this. This is one of my favourite pictures. What do you think this picture is about? 
It's a bit of a funny picture, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So the first one is the Word became flesh. What is that about? What does it mean when the Word became flesh? Who became a baby? Jesus. That's right. And so Jesus is sometimes known as the Word. And it's because Jesus actually lived out the Bible while he was. So we can actually look at Jesus' life and see this is how you live out the Bible. This is what it means. The words become flesh. They actually, we can actually look at it. And so it's a great thing to know that the Bible can actually be seen in Jesus and the way that he lived. What do you think this other picture is about? Yep. It's someone hugging the other person. And what's all over the other person? Writing, isn't it? One of the things that God God says, and it says, he says, I don't want you just to know the Bible. He says, I want you to love it. I want you to love this Bible. And if you can remember what Piper read in the Psalms, where it said, once the, the Psalm, he said, I love your word. I like to think about it. I like to do what it says. It helps me live my life. Because if Jesus is the word, he's saying, I want you to love me. I want you to know this book because it's about me. I want you to love me and love this book. So this book is really important to get to know. Who knows it all? Who knows all the Bible? Josiah does. <laughs> do you know it too? Yeah. It's a big book. We've learned that it's a big book with lots of words, lots of chapters, and all of our lives we get to know this book. It becomes a journey with our parents, with our church family, and it's great that it happens in kinder church, it happens in turbo kids, it happens at Emerge Youth, it happens in our life groups. We are known, sometimes they call the church the people of the book because the book tells us who Jesus is and how we're to love like him. So keep learning it. Last slide. This is sort of for parents, but sort of for you guys as well. You guys have been learning that book, haven't you? The the Jesus Storybook Bible, an excellent Bible book that tells us that every story in the Bible is about Jesus. Great book. You've been doing that in kinder church. Some of you got it. But this one here, maybe for some of the old ones, this is called The Bible Project. At home, maybe you can get your mum and dad to look it up. What it is, it sort of cartoons, makes sort of, or it tells the story of each Bible book and maybe some of the big stories. Of the book. They're really good. Parents, if you want to um, learn yourself and your kids, look up The Bible Project and some of their clips on there. So they're just some resources for us to learn more about the book. So keep learning it. Keep knowing it. Keep living it. Okay, we're going to respond to Jesus' message to us in the book by singing and worship. So we're going to ask the band to come up, and I think some of you guys are helping leading as well. So those who are going to help us lead in uh, this singing and worship, you can find your space. And often remember when I said before the psalm was a song, Often the songs that we sing in church help us know the Bible. And I, I always have this. I, I always remember Isaiah 53.6. You know why I remember Isaiah 53.6? It's a Colin Buchanan song. We all like sheep have gone astray, ba ba do ba ba. 
and I, now I've gone blank on the rest, because <laughs> I got self-conscious in the front. I'm not going to sing. But songs are great ways for ro- helping us remember either direct words or the story of the Bible. So we're going to get to stand and we're going to sing about the words of the Bible. We're going to sing about God's love because the Bible is a love story. It's a love story of a God who wants to love us as his kids and as his family. And we're also going to say the Bible tells us about all the reasons why we can praise him, the 10,000 reasons. So you guys, we'll hand over to these guys and they're going to lead us in singing. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us your book, the Bible. We thank you that you have recorded for us uh, your love story. The story of you coming and wanting to save us from our sin, wanting to restore us as a family together with you. Lord, we thank you that we have the words of Jesus, of his life and the way that he lived them, and that we can still read them today. Lord, thank you that we have the letters that uh, were written early on, and that we can understand how to live as a church and as a people together. And Lord, we recognize this Bible is such a big book. And so we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to understand it, that you would help us to hear your voice in it, help us to know it, and help us to live it. We ask for your power and for your strength to do that. In the name of Jesus, amen. It's a really important thing to do, what we just did when we're reading the Bible, is to ask God to help us to understand it and uh, what he says to us in it. Um, Before we go, I want you to be reminded of what Jesus says. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Jesus also said, my kingdom belongs to these children. Jesus was very much focused on having children as part of his kingdom. And that's why we're very much focused on a part of, of having children part of this church. Seeing you guys and having you guys lead us, having you guys uh, serve us as you have this morning is a great way to see that Jesus lives and he's even working through you guys, working through us together. So thank you. And know that Jesus will go with you this week. So this week, we're going to uh, finish our service there. Uh, We're going to have some tea and coffee. Uh, And for those out there, um, make sure that you just thank uh, our children for helping us lead in this service this morning. And we want to say a big thanks to uh, our Turbo Kids and our Kinder Church leaders, for Scott and for all the leaders in what they do in um, making this church... Uh, a vibrant place for kids. A vibrant place and a place where they get to know Jesus. So give them a clap. So thank you for helping us this morning. Uh, If you would like prayer this morning, we would love to pray with you. Uh, I'll be over this side or some people over that side. If you want prayer about anything this morning, uh, please come forward and we'll pray with you. Otherwise, have a great Sunday. Enjoy some uh, fellowship together and we'll see you next week. Thank you all.